Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. I do think that it's a dangerous game the NFL general managers have to play. And it's you're trying so hard to chase that. I get trying to chase Patrick Mahomes. Everyone wants to have one of their own of that. I think that there are two guys that could have done what he did last night. Maybe. And that's a maybe. Mahomes messes up everyone's calibration. This idea of don't chase unicorns. Is, don't go chasing waterfalls. Is really good advice. Don't go chasing waterfalls. This is sort of what I've been saying basketball-wise, that Vucevic is not Jokic because there's only one Jokic. No one's very likely ever going to be Jokic. You're not going to have another one. This is not to say you shouldn't draft Caleb Williams. No. But it's also to be fair to him as he develops. For me, it's the specificity and the ease and the facility. The laziness. With which we make a comp to somebody who is, in very large part, incomparable. Bernstein and Hope, middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Punchki Day. It is Fat Tuesday. Your place of work here, anywhere around the city of Chicago, based on annual tradition, should have some lovely larded pastries available for you. So ask around, if not, somewhere in your office, somewhere in your home, there should be Punchkis. Enjoy. You should do that, and then you should go out and see if you can find a couple of... uh... New Orleans-themed restaurants to go to and go wild and then repent tomorrow. (laughs) It's the day to do it. And so have we ever had – what do you do for an Ash Wednesday-Valentine's Day combo? Well, you go to church, you get your ashes, and then you're with your beloved. Stay prayed up. I mean, that's very important. That's what you should do. Meanwhile – I didn't know. I'm glad Mark Lazarus actually posted. Did you see immediately after he says stay prayed up what the next commercial was? Yeah, it was it was duo getting a BBL. <laughs> it was a, yes. out there twerking. <laughs> yeah, with a, and then a thing came out of its butt. Yeah, duo. That, Dan, I literally just said that. Duo got a BBL. Brazilian butt lift. Oh, okay. I didn't understand the, what. But somebody all of a sudden, like it's. I was like, I'm not familiar with the terminology. Stay prayed up, and then brrrp, and then the thing comes out of the butt. It's like, okay, well. In this year of our Lord 2024, Dan Bernstein, who's on the internet all the time, you didn't know what a BBL was. No, I didn't. Wow, this is what people are getting now. To if they don't have a lot of stuff going on back here, okay, they. They get a Brazilian butt lift, and they get fat injected into their buttocks and, and things. Buttocks. And now Duolingo is thick. And now, now yes, with two Cs. Got it. 
We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, <laughs> brought to you by your local Not Hyundai only will dealers. Duo help you learn French and Spanish, but also twerk that ass. That oh, my God. That membership boosted up for some reason. Wow. You've heard the voice of our executive producer, Ray Diaz. Adam Studzinski is next to him on the board. Brandon Fryer's helping out. Connor O'Donnell is in doing the video feed and all that stuff. So the Bulls lost a must-win, and then they won a must-win, thanks to the heroics. None of them were must-win. Of Io DeSumo. Well, you know, it's relative to the AK marching orders of go be the play-in winner. But I think that no matter, as long as they play like they've played, they're not going to fall below 10. Just everything below them is so bad that they're not. That's that's why I'm struggling. Like, I'm struggling because I don't know how to cover them now. What do you mean? When it comes to, like, usually we'll talk about the game the, the night before. We'll, we'll talk about, like, I don't, I don't know if our listener even cares about that anymore. Once, once they kind of said, you you don't have to care. What is there to care about? Like if if all of us, and I mean all of us collectively that are in Bulls Nation, if all of us can look at this team and go, well, Zach's not coming back this season. Vooch is having maybe his worst season as a pro from a shooting perspective this year. DeMar's getting older. No one really believes that they're going to win a series, right? So what are we doing? Like, I, I was sitting there watching the game last night, and I enjoyed the NBA, and you see great stuff, and there was some really cool stuff in that game last night. But even still, if it's a, a team that's not going anywhere and doesn't have, doesn't have a route to them going somewhere, I'm not sure what to say other than every day. Like, I'll give you an example. And this is an extreme compared to the Bulls. But just to give you an example, what was their cover with the White Sox after June last year? Right. Once once the Bulls... I don't like our team. Well, no one does. But, sure. Oh, you just Dang it. spilled your water. Yeah, just a little bit. It'll be fine. But... With the Bulls, once the play-in is here, sure, okay, let's talk about the play-in and let's get it. It might be exciting like last year's play-in was, but until then, I is it the chase for the sixth spot? Is like how? What's the what's the drama? What's the goal? What's the frame? What's the frame? Well, it's it's hard for me. Full disclosure. Because when you when you host a Bulls podcast and you're in the weeds all the time with you know the, it's there is if you're asking me from that angle, I mean Dalen Terry is developing. But that's you said, you said that on Saturday, but it doesn't matter if he's developing. I'm just saying that he. But but let me explain to you why it doesn't matter. Do you pro, even with his development? Do you project him out more than him being a rotational player? Probably not. Then it doesn't matter. Because what the Bulls need right now is Stars. someone who's going to be a star. And if you're telling me that Dalen Terry is gonna is gonna max out at being your ninth best player no, on he's your better, team. He's better than that. I think he's better than that. You I, think right now he's better than that? No, but I think he projects to better than that. I don't think so. See, I think I don't I don't share your enthusiasm for him as a player. He's come a long way defensively. Okay. 
And I still think that his deficiencies as an offensive player will probably make him your ninth best player on the team. On a team that, that's trying to do something. I also think the All other... Right, cleaned it up, Ray. I'm good. Wow. See, the, the other... I carry a rag just in case. <laughs> I, think... I spill a lot. It's the thing. I wash myself very... with a rag on a stick. I've been very oh. clumsy this week, so... <laughs> You know, you always got to have something. If you are looking for actual Bulls stories, the, the the erosion of Vooch's offensive game is a story. Right. But how interesting is that, is my point. Like, I, I'm looking at it also as, like, a programmer. Like, we're for, – for those of us that that isn't – if it's a Bulls-centric thing, like the Organizations Wins Championships podcast – or if it's Bulls pre or post game live with with Jay and the boys, obviously there's stuff there. But I mean, for for the general public, no, we've been told we we have we have not been given a path to a championship. That's all we've been asking for is what are we doing and why are we doing? We've asked AK directly, mm-hmm. and being competitive, being a tough out that. You don't root for that. No, no fandom roots for that. And yet, the people who show up at the UC every night is a different. That's a totally different dynamic in the building than it is writ large competitively. Right. I think that it's still exciting to go to Bulls games when you have the opportunity to watch NBA basketball. My thing is, is as it pertains to the Bulls. I'm not sure, like, and this is the time of the year for us where ideally they would be taking center stage. Pitchers and catchers haven't quite reported yet. And I'm sure that the Cubs stuff will be, as we get closer to March and there isn't anything significant happening with them, people will get more and more interested in why they're not doing what, what they're not doing. Or if they make a signing, bring some people in, that'll get interesting too. It's just that if, if at the end of it, if the conclusion is they're not going anywhere and it's not leading to anything, if the Bulls were terrible and we were having a conversation about the draft lottery or who could help, what stars were in college basketball that could... That's hard to do no matter what now. It is. That landscape's changed completely. It, you ask most, even basketball fans right now, who are the top five picks in this draft? You're going to get a lot of empty stares. And, and the crazy part about it is that's going to be very different from how the player of the year voting goes. Zach Eady could win player of the year oh, again. Will. And he'll deserve it. And no one's going to take him in the top five. Maybe not, not even in the first, in the first round. round. No, no, no. He's not really a prospect. He's in that group with with the the Michigan transfer to Kansas with Dickinson. Yeah, that's but that's or the the, the guy on Connecticut. They're, they're just these aren't they're NBA really guys. good college players. That's my point is that it it becomes difficult to like if, if we compare it to the Bears for example. So we're watching the Bears game in and game out, and it's only one a week. There's a lot of content that goes along with it, and people care about it. Inside of that is hey, is Justin Fields developing? Is Matt Eberflus going to be around? We already know the answers to almost all of the questions about the Bulls. Billy Donovan isn't going anywhere. They're going to run it back. Sure, it's great to watch Kobe White develop as a player and, and potentially as a leader, but I don't think that anyone even thinks of him as being someone that can 
overcome some of the other deficiencies that the Bulls have. And in fact, Stacy was making the point last night that he looks tired, that that you know, he's already playing too many minutes. And because he doesn't have enough ammunition around him, I don't know if if that will cause for him to become a a great player or if if it'll end up being his doom. That's my point about the Bulls is that I I don't even understand. I don't know how to frame conversations about them right now that don't go back to last Thursday. Well, this is so funny because you know we have a rule on the podcast about not doom spiraling because I- it's hard and it's really hard to not doom spiral. To and the moment you start talking about those and and to start thinking about existentially, well, what are we talking about here? What does it all mean? Where are we going? What what is our existence? And because once you start doing that, you you end up insane. You end up in a rubber room. Yeah, I, I, that's probably where I'm at right now. Is is the rubber room? Well, you can't go there because that's sure I can. I'm the, not on your podcast. The, the rubber room of bulls insanity, madness. I say mad. I, They've driven me mad. Honestly, I'd love to know. I mean, and we get. I could find out. I would love to know if there's been a shift in viewership, listenership since Thursday. I mean, not Probably. like right now, but like in a month or so. Yeah, I'd love to know what that looks like from a rating standpoint if bulls fans took the what arturis had to say and was like okay cool see you in the play in yeah that that's what we're rooting for here that's what we're that's the business that we're in i'll be interested when you get to the plan i have no doubt that they're going to make the plan none i have no fear of them dropping out of the 10th spot and not being involved in the plan but what does that mean if there were if there were no play in and we were just talking about a team that was the tenth seed in the East, this is what the doom spiraling is. Yes, and old, and capped, and not a lot of draft capital. Correct. That doesn't seem great. And they had an opportunity to change that, and they decided not to because they like this. See how everything went back to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. I'm I a shrug it. emoji I, I know, when it, it comes just, to the Bulls. It's very I, – I, I have a lot of cognitive dissonance as somebody who's going to be recording a Bulls podcast was, the moment this show is That was is your over. choice. I know it, it is. You, really made the, you guys could have made the podcast all, about all sorts of stuff. Well, we're doing a mailbag today. There so, you go. So we'll see well, where it goes. there's always stuff in the mailbag. Yeah, and by the way, if you do want to submit something for the mailbag, you send send me a tweet or send a text. Feel free. It's, uh, it's not quite ask us anything, but we're open to spring to all fields when it comes to the Bulls and anything connected You guys to better live up to it and bury That's a nugget all said. the way down. Layla started, immediately said, that means there's going to be major breaking news So like in 28 your minutes in. There's going to be some there's a thing. news bomb yeah. in there. It's not the plan, but you never know. Miss a little, miss a little. <laughs> Want to talk about the uh, ex-Bears <laughs> quarterbacks when we return? Well, one is an ex-Bears quarterback, and the other one looks like he's going to be an ex-Bears quarterback. So why don't we discuss them? We'll do that next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. No bigger question this offseason than what are the Chicago Bears going to do at the quarterback position? Once again, they hold the number one overall pick. Also have their starting quarterback, Justin Fields, still under contract. Here is my understanding of where it stands for the Chicago Bears. According to sources, it would take a historic haul for the Bears to move off the number one overall selection. Something wild. Not saying it could not happen just like it did last year, but something crazy would make this happen. Which leads me down the line of one, likely to select Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback. Not there yet, Mike, but my understanding is they believe he is special. Just want to get comfortable with the person. That's Ian Rappaport on NFL Network. There's no real news there. That's kind of what we've been for basing, us, yeah, for us, basing our presumptions off of pretty much that. He's talking to a national audience that maybe don't care about the ins and outs of what's going on with the Bears as much. So, so for them, but this they is better what, care. The Bears are the most important team in the NFL. What well, are you talking charter about? Charter franchise, all that good stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Go Bears! Most Hall of Famers, especially now. Most retired numbers. Yeah. That's why numbers have to be doled out. And you're like, oh, that's interesting that 57 is being worn. I feel like that's a number that probably shouldn't be worn. But okay. Like, oh, there's 33. We haven't seen 54, right? Like, it's been kind of quietly. We still have 50 and 99. Yeah. And one guy who wore both of those numbers. At least 33 is living up. You know, yes, agreed. He's he's when he took that number, it's like you better you know whose number that was, right? And like he's he's worthy. Agreed. He's worthy. But yes, Shay McClellan had both fifty and yes, ninety nine. Yes, he did. And I was working with Dan Hampton when he made that switch. And let me just say, the man in black was not happy. Because he's bad. He's happy. He's happy now because his, his guy got into the Hall of Fame, like super happy. I saw Hamp a couple weeks ago. He was uh, he's worried about it. Now he's like, his man's is in there. And that's good. His running buddy so for a former long time. Bears quarterback was in the news yesterday. Mitchell Trubisky was released by the Steelers, is now a free agent. We will see what the next chapter is in the famous uh, Camry driving quarterback's career. Adam Schefter of ESPN was on the Pat McAfee show talking about the Steelers quarterback situation now. We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, whether that's Justin Fields. uh, Justin Fields, I know uh, Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. 
we'll keep that in mind during the offseason in the coming weeks. Wow. So there, there, there'll be a decision that that organization has to make. So what's interesting is, is that when Arthur Smith was still the head coach in Atlanta, that people thought that that would be a landing spot for Justin Fields, narrative street, him going back home, like that sort of thing. But also because of the creativity and the type of offense that Arthur Smith likes to run. Jeff Saturday pointed out this morning, I was watching as I was getting ready to come in, he was saying that one of the things that would concern him with Fields in an Arthur Smith system is that Arthur Smith prefers his quarterbacks under center, and Justin has spent a lot of time, I I would say probably as a pro, what, 85, 90% of his time in a shotgun, shotgun or in a pistol. So that would be something that you would have to keep in mind if you were going to put him in that system. But maybe he can advance in that system, and maybe... I actually think it's a better system for him, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how comfortable he is because it does if if you're going to run a lot of play action and that's what Arthur Smith's system is about, there's a difference between the play action of belly it out and pull R- it back. RPO like right. mesh stuff looking at and turning your back to the defense and trusting that you're being protected and then seeing what is there for you as far as options go. It means that it will put to the test Fields' ability to process snapshots because you don't get to watch things develop in front of your eyes with your eyes up. Ideally, if the snap is where it's supposed to be in shotgun, you get to keep your eyes up the entire time rather than turning, trusting and making a play based on what you were predicting was going to happen before you turned your eyes. That's a really interesting point, Dan. I wonder, because of how we've seen bad snaps affect a lot of things this year, we've seen it up close because of what's going on with the Bears. You saw it in the Super Bowl, and and it was just a guy that's able to overcome. It's a bad day for a good player that was hidden by an all-time great. We saw in the national national semifinal with Alabama, it kind of scuttled their opportunity to win that game. I wonder if maybe there will be a trend of putting quarterbacks back under center for the safety of the ball. Instead of putting them in precarious situations where they're having to kind of lunge this way or that way as they're trying to make snap, make the snap happen. Maybe this is one of those things where it might be worth it to add a little bit more under center stuff to make sure that your quarterback gets the ball. I thought you were going to conclude something different. Actually, when you began that response, I thought your conclusion would be that teams would prioritize accuracy and consistency of snap. And just like we do for punters and quarterbacks talking about elements, et cetera, is that really running the – rather like like the, the Duke tackle who this year coming out, they say his name is uh, Barton, that they say, well, he's going to be a center. Well, maybe that the idea of just making someone a center – maybe isn't going to be the same thought. And yeah, these college centers are undersized. For every Tyler Linderbaum 
who is good and who can move really well and is like Mr. College Center, there are no usually it's somebody who's a bigger, stronger NFL body who has played elsewhere on the line, and they think they can just teach them the center skills. Maybe there's going to be a higher prioritization of not just the line calls and all that. I mean specifically the physical skill of get the ball here, get your hands up, and do that job. That They're not going to take it for granted that they can just grab a guy who's 320 pounds and 6'4 and teach him to do it. You know how I'm really interested in, in maybe I'll, I'll do a project on this at some point? I'll take a sabbatical and do a whole project on this. I'm interested in like the the way that quarterbacking has changed over the last 15 years and how we've seen these quarterbacks play in, in some of these RPO systems. They're mostly out of shotgun. I wonder if that's why we're having some of the issues with younger quarterbacks being able to process what's happening in front of them because – there are plenty of places where it's it's this. It's you look over to the sideline and here this is where you're going with the ball. Like w- this is what we've got all the pictures and stuff of of Puddles the Duck and Cheryl Scott and all the other things that are on the cards for people so they know what's going on. Maybe getting back to more stuff under center would speed up some of the processing time. Do radio hosts get to take sabbaticals? I mean, at the end of my contract, I might. Well, okay, well, that wouldn't be a sabbatical then. I mean, you but know. But like as a professor, you can take a sabbatical correct. and just say, I am working on a special project, and I'll be back when I'm back. I mean, I guess I could ask Mitch. He'd be like, hey, can I take a sabbatical to learn about quarterbacking? And he'd be like, no, that's ridiculous. You host a talk show every day. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Worth a try, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, write a book, go on a book tour, all that good stuff. But it's all, like, to me, like, that's, learning about that would be incredible. Because I do think that there's something to the fact that you have, usually the best athlete now is now been moved off of playing wide receiver to playing quarterback. And would it, would it help with the processing at the highest level? Because now we're, we're talking the 1% of the 1% of high school quarterbacks. Would it help if they were playing more of a pro style? The 847 says, I thought Tyler Linderbaum was a part-time score producer. He is. Hon- honorary. Absolutely honorary. If his name's Tyler, with, he with produces that, with, here. With that number of syllables. Buterbaugh, Ferengul, Linderbaum. Yeah. Absolutely would if fit If he's in. a guy named Tyler, or I guess maybe a girl named Tyler, and... Yes. It has a three-syllable last name. They work here. You can produce here. That's the, that's the rule. They're usually doing Bulls basketball. Does that mean my nephew has to start working here? Yes. He's a Tyler. Yes. Only two syllables in the last name, though. We no, can we'll add have, one. We'll have to put one on there. We'll, right, like, we'll put figure it out. Mick or something on there. Or Oh, like, can we, is he, a, does he get the, the S-K-I or Y? He does the, have an S-K-I, but it's a different, uh, different last name. All right, well, then we mine. got, to, we have to put Mick on it, like. Whatever like you know what I mean. Put the MC on it. Then we've got that extra syllable, and we're good. Perfect. 
I'll let him know. Let him know that he's he's gonna make he's gonna be producing the Bulls game tomorrow night. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna have to miss your junior season of baseball. Yep. You gotta come nope. up here. Yep. You gotta you gotta come here and produce Bulls Knicks tomorrow. Yep. He can be he can be drafted into the production team. <laughs> the uh the score I have to put a disclaimer out there. The score is an E O E F A T. It's equal opportunity for all Tylers. For all Tylers. Just so you know. Yep, that's good. It's important that we are I had to put it out there. Making we have sure to be compliant. That we're yes. compliant with very, all the rules. Very good that you're doing that. When we come back, uh, the Casey Johnson post-victory interview is... Now, now, that is something that I will say, if you're a Bulls fan, it is worth your time. That I will say. There's another thing, a Bulls fan, that's worth your time that I spent $50 on. You spent $50? So did I. I actually spent 100 No, I 100 Me too. I got one for Jason, too. Really? We got the Andre Drummond oh, look the, at the size yeah, yeah. of my balls t-shirts. Just send them to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and it's funny because- I had to buy it. I never, I never buy things on a whim like that. I'm like, I took one look. I'm like, I have to have that. And I did the same thing, and I bought one for my brother and for me. And I didn't, like, the next day you came in and you said it. I was like, oh, my God, so did I. Yeah, that's, I, I, I was compelled I mean, occasionally. The power of Christ compels. That's why I stay prayed up. And the only time it happens to me, you know, in a, in a grocery store, is if I if I see a little like mini pecan pie that needs to be adopted and given a home, I'll spend the dollar and forty cents, or one of those little lemon pies that's eighty cents, and all I, those cute little expired meats. Yes, well, those are different. That's that's different. That's, He's going in looking for those. Yeah, I'm I'm hunting those. I'm looking for a come up. But but there are sometimes I just on a whim I'll be like, oh, that 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 little Reese's pumpkin is is adorable, and that needs to come home with me. But never a fifty dollar t shirt. So I don't know what got into me. But when we come back, this this Casey Johnson thing is as as a thing. It's pretty fun. Next on the score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Kobe, I'm interviewing you. The concept of the meta interview is now being pioneered by Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago when it comes to is at least... The giddiness of a post-victory interview. I don't think they do it after losses, so this is so you can understand why they have a little bit more latitude and fun with some of the video bombing and everything that goes on after these games. So I don't know exactly how to describe this. Well, this has been happening with KC over the last few months where he does these interviews, and KC is a very funny guy, but he's super deadpan. Which is perfect for this. And the guys are not deadpan. They're over the top. So you put that combination together where Casey's trying to just, I don't know, do his job. And the Bulls players like Casey so much that they're giving him a hard time while he's trying to do their job. And they're also celebrating their teammate. Is that, is that a good description? Yeah. I just think it's probably better if you just kind of listen to it, right? It felt like the uh, prevailing. Kobe, we're doing an interview here. We're doing an interview here, Kobe. Kobe, we're doing an interview here. Hey, I open. All right, all right. Goodbye. I open. It felt like it, it felt like the prevailing theme. 
take take three. <laughs> he <laughs> so so look. We're doing an interview here, Kobe. The the history behind it is that usually it's him and Kobe. Because Kobe's had a run of so many games, yeah. and it's always Kobe because this has been his sort of glow-up season. And and Kobe will be like, at the end of it, like, Casey will be like, oh, Kobe, thanks for doing this. He'll be like, we love doing interviews with you. So Kobe, we're doing an interview here. He doesn't care. They're going to have more camera time on IO because they're lengthening the amount of time that Casey's out there. I think it's great. I think you should have a little bit of fun. I'm sure that there, there, there is a small part of Casey that's like, I'm just trying to do my job. Can we just get it's, this interview it's, over? It's with? all hilarious, but it's it's pretty great. What is this idiot's problem? Who? Come on, you guys, get real. Kobe and Drummond are just happy for Io, and we should be too. It's that's, fun to watch them celebrate. That's get, what, get over yourselves. I literally just said that. The hell is your problem, dumbass? I, I said that they're we're just happy talking about for uh, their teammates. We're just talking about regardless of anything else that's going on. That's fun. He must be listening to our alternate broadcast. Score six eighty, I guess. Hmm. Where everything that is said is just in reverse. Even though I, I literally said that they're celebrating their teammate and they're and you said in, on our alternate broadcast that they were there it's the booing worst thing and hissing. Ever. They and were I booing and hissing. I don't like to see it. These things should be taken seriously. What the hell is wrong with you? What do you? What do you, what do you uh, that's a. That's very strange. We're doing an interview here, Kobe. The concept of announcing to the interviewee that you are doing an interview. I like that. I, I well, just, no, but no, he wasn't announcing it to the interviewee. Mm-hmm. He was announcing it to Kobe to explain to them that he was talking to Io. I, I think. I think it, there needs to be full lean in here. And I know that KC is never going to really yuck it up. No. But I, actually, that's actually one of the more. Jeff Agress, here's a story idea for you free of charge. The fact that KC has gone from being behind the scenes, old school writer guy to now being on air, there's a story there. Like, I, I don't imagine that it's the most comfortable thing for KC. And then there was that one game when he got pressed into service where he was on the call of the game. There, there's a feature story, free of charge. And, and he's gotten very comfortable, I believe. He's, he's, the thing is, is that Casey's really good. Mm-hmm. And he's fun, and he's got the pipes. So he sounds really good. But that's a, that's a story. Like, here's a guy that was just very cool with... I'm just going to break basketball news and I'm just going to write these cool features and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden the industry changes and he has to change. So I tell the students all the time, everyone is everything now. Content used, is content. There used to be a time where you could be like, well, I'm just a writer or I'm just a radio personality. That stuff is over with now. You better, you better have multiple ways that you can get to audiences. And KC is proof of that. So when it when Agress writes the story, I want at least the blurb. I remember, and having, I would like a bump up in the power rankings. I remember having. A, I should be higher than Dan. This conversation in college, I was talking to Seth Davis about it because we we had a class together as well as working at the the TV station together, student station that we had a we had a class together. And we were talking about, and he we just like sort of planning the future, and he knew that I was looking to get into play by play because I thought that was going to be my 
easiest way to get in rather than doing like anchoring. And I had, you know, I had my tapes that were going out to do actual desk sports casting, anchoring and all that. And we we're sort of debating. It's like, yeah, I think on the writing side, he said, I think I'm going to start as a writer and then work my way in on that side. And it was, and, and now he's primarily writing again. It's really interesting. And, you know, I started doing play-by-play, and I'd love to get back to doing play-by-play if those uh, opportunities offer them. But you're right. No matter how you you break it, everything's got to be everything. If you're on radio, you're going to be asked to do television to promote what you're doing on radio. If you're a writer, you're going to ask to be do do radio to promote what you're writing. Like, all of that stuff, it's all interconnected. So you need to, unless you're, like, great. If you're Wright Thompson, and even Wright Thompson is doing voiceover work for ESPN when he's not doing 20,000-word features. Dan Weeder is a writer by trade, but he does television, a podcast, and he does radio hits. It, it's Everyone kind of has to be everything. By the way, my argument for why I should be higher on the than Dan on the power rankings is because I have to deal with Dan. That's the last sentence in the in the write up. Yeah, and he has to deal with Dan. It, I, all things fine. all things like, like, equal, like, they're about the same. But Lawrence had to deal with Dan, so, so he you're gets right. the bump you're up. operating like with a handicap. So you should get your points. There should be an adjustment in points, like for degree of difficulty. Yes, Layla and I should. It should have been, it, four, five, six is fine. I'm not saying I need to be number one. It just should have been like inverted because Layla and I have to deal with you. So, you know. A little something for the effort. That's all I'm saying. Maybe maybe people should take that into account. You know? Marshall Harris doesn't have to deal with that type of stuff. <laughs> Big Ant Aaron does, but it's on you know, very infrequently because he's got 100 million jobs. But this is, this is my life. Every day. Every day. And a matter of fact, I think Ray and Studs should also be on the list because they have to deal with you. Honorary mention at the bottom. <laughs> I'll take it. Everybody loves the idea of Bizarro score, by the way. The, 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 the like, stuff that I didn't say? I said, I'm going to listen to score 760 <laughs> or score 683. That's some, Ooh, somewhere. Multiverse stuff. Yeah, that's some, <laughs> somewhere there is a concurrent multiverse Quantum theory, bizarro oh, I, score going. I can do a lot of fun stuff with that. And you want to know what the, the thing about it is? And we're running out of time here. But Dan, I hate to break it to you, but on the alternate broadcast, the bizarro score, your grammar is terrible. My grammar is terrible, but uh, but the the morning show always applauds me. Exactly. Well, I mean, there's a multiverse where you're hosting the morning show. Uh, am I am I really tired? Yes. Oh, because that's what happened. I know with Murph. What? Are you producing? Pro- maybe. There, I'm sure you had a Batacola? In, in an alternate universe, I'm probably in charge. There's probably an alternate universe where I'm the program director. 773 from the... Now, here's a, here is an old schooler. Okay. Is Channel 1 still around? Yes! Turn your TV to it! Well, I'll tell you. People say, why, why can't you see us? Well, you, you can see us. If you turn to Channel One, and the first time I saw Dave Baum do this, Saturday morning, genius, and and somebody was just like, "Well, where? I'd love to be able to see." It. Well, you well you can. It's Get, on Channel turn, One. Turn on your TV. I'll give you a couple minutes. You go ahead and do it, and come set the phone down. 
and go turn on channel one. And there's a long pause, and you hear the guy set the phone down, right? And then he comes back, and he's like, I got my TV on channel one. All right, well, we should be coming through. You should see us. I'm, wa- <laughs> I'm waving to you right now. He's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't see anything, Dave. No, oh, I, I, and so, and the chat champ goes, well, I know what's wrong. Oh, I can tell you. Here's your problem. You probably don't have a Zitzen plug. <laughs> so what you're going to do. A what? You heard me, a Zitzen plug. So if you want to watch us on Channel 1, go on down to your hardware store. Ask him for a Zitzen plug. Put that thing right in there. And then, and then you'll be able to see. Okay, Dave, I got you. It was, it was just brilliant. It was just great. Dave Bomb saved my career. That's a good man. Chat champ. Cody Westerland is going to talk bulls with us next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.